your trusted source for local breaking news and what to make of it all. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. I'm uh, going to cross to Paul Scott in just a moment, but I want to play you this funny piece of audio which goes in with uh, with the chat I'm about to have. It is Ricky Gervais, and he's talking about the death of print news. This is a little bit of Ricky Gervais. What are you? Some sort of witch? What do you mean? Are you going to have when there's no more newspapers to read in print form? What's the beginning of an epic poem from the 18th century? What are you talking about when there's no more newspapers to read in print form? What's going to happen? What do you mean? What's, what, what? It's all going to be on computer? What a strange question. I don't think, I don't think hard copies will ever be replaced, will they? Are you one of those people who does exactly that on a Sunday? Do you grab your Sunday papers and do you sit and read what is going on in the world? Do you like having that hard copy of your newspaper? Well, are we seeing the death of the newspaper? In very, very sad news on Thursday here in Newcastle. The Newcastle Weekly became the latest of our local media organisations to go by the wayside. They have printed their final edition and uh, it is around the soaring costs of paper that is, uh, is really driving some of these concerns. Regional papers, as we know, have been under fire for a long, long time. Is it a failing business model? Have we gone past those days? Joining me on the line now to discuss it is Paul Scott, who is a communications expert who has been teaching communications at the University of Newcastle until he retired recently, and he joins me on the line. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good, Tracy. A bit uh, sad to hear about the Newcastle Weekly, though. It, you know, it was, the, I thought it was a good publication, and, um, you know, it was... Uh, uh, yeah, it's gone. Another it's gone. One. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Now, yeah, apparently... Yeah, um, that goes for loss of jobs. Oh, yeah. And with that, you know, goes for loss of a whole lot of jobs. I mean, the the idea here, the, the thing that's really brought this to a head, I mean, things things were tough, went tough during COVID. I mean, you could see yourself, for some newspapers, if it wasn't for the, um, uh, for the advertising of... Uh, of Harvey Norman in particular, mm. uh, large um, uh, retail, those kind of areas that did boom during COVID where um, the, uh, they really suffered. But uh, it's something that's been going on for a while, but the 80% increase in the cost of paper as of the 1st of July really brought, brought it to the head. And in fact, on Sunday, the coalition, after some lobbying uh, from the uh, Country Press Association and... Um, uh, Australian Community Media agreed to a $10 million package to um, ease the short-term uh, damage mm. but uh, and working on the sustainability after the election. But, I mean, you know, you question, isn't the newspaper itself, uh, rather than the contents of the newspaper, something that's on the way out? There's, there's two different surveys big academic surveys that have been done in the last 12 months in Australia. There's the Digital News Report that comes out of the University of Canberra that's part of a, a worldwide 
report that uh, did a survey of 200 adult Australians, which is in line with the methodology that's used elsewhere in the world, and that uh, the number of people who had accessed news and print, found, they found they have halved since 2016, with 80% of Australians saying they had not read a physical newspaper or physical news magazine in the past week. Mm. And only 4% of people said they've primarily got their news from print publications. So, you know, the, the, there is a push to online. The, the, other big re, the other big report that's worth uh, mentioning is the 2021. Go back to where you were, that bloody mobile of yours. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even put it up against the other ear. It disappeared. <laughs> Uh, the 2021 Local News Innovation Pro- might be the ear. It might be my other ear. Could be your other ear. What do you got in it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I should, I should get that checked by the medical authority. I think you should. The 2021 Local News Innovation Project, which is an Australian Research Council project, found that newspaper readers, newspaper readers in rural and regional Australia are five times more likely to go directly to their local newspaper website. Mm. And almost 10 times as likely to go to the local news website over council website for news and information. Now, that, that was a national service survey of 4,200 Australian country newspaper readers. And they found that newspapers still play a vital role in providing information to residents. And many respondents in this survey expressed resistance to their newspaper being made available in digital format only. And the survey found that respondents overwhelmingly viewed it a printed copy of their newspaper. However, the average age of survey respondents was 60 to 61. Mm. And, you know, that demographic is going to be around for a while yet. So mm. it's in a large portion of local news readership for many years. But a critique of the survey was that methodology found that current readers of uh, regional newspapers uh, liked... <laughs> found that those readers like those newspapers just the way they are. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Regional Australia is, uh, it's crying out for local media and the only local media they get is their newspaper and that's it. That's all that they get. Yeah. I suppose for me though, the the real issue is how do we maintain local news with it, you know, in a media landscape that's dominated by large multinationals Mm. who don't care about small audiences. And, no. and print may be preferred by people who were brought up on print, but what about the future? You know, I, I don't know if the, the problem is paper versus digital. It's how to sustainably fund independent journalism in regional areas. I think that's more the issue. I do think print's going to disappear. I mean, it's more expensive. It's slower. It's inconvenient. You by know, the time it gets printed, uh, it's old? Yeah. Well, I mean, example today was uh, you know the, um, the the drug the drug fine and the the the, 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 the diver who had uh, died and then subsequently police found a large amount of cocaine down in the Hunter River. Well, you know that that was on on the on the front page of this morning's paper, but it was the front it was every, you know on all local um, radio media. Mm. It was the it was the top story, but it was updated on on the uh, on the Herald's website, but it wasn't in the print edition. Now. I'm a bit old-fashioned, like 50-50. Mm. I like reading the paper, but I read it online. Yeah, I'm the I same. Get, I, don't get, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Mm. But, of course, you've also got to think about advertisers. With advertisers, you know, with, with, unless people read that paper online, they're not being exposed to the same sort of advertising uh, through the digital, uh, digital editions. So there's a, 
you know, the advertisers feel, rightly or wrongly, that they don't get the same exposure via the digital uh, websites. Uh, and I'm talking, I'm not talking, you know, a, a copy of the paper digitally, but I'm just talking, you know, if you go onto the, the website and look for news, they don't get the same exposure that they do through through a hard a hard copy or a digital um, facsimile of, of the, the paper. It's a really tough one, Paul. Um, I mean, you and I have known this is coming. Anyone who's been working in media knows it's coming. I think it's come a lot earlier than any of us anticipated. Um, I certainly thought that the business model had maybe another five to ten years in it. Uh, but the fact that they're calling out for this government support, where I have an issue, and, and I, I find it really, really tough, Paul, because I'm such a supporter of local media, I believe in it, I wouldn't be sitting where I'm sitting if I didn't believe in, in local media and and in the need for, for local people to keep, to keep people accountable. But I kind of don't know that, you know, $60 million over 12 months to support the newspaper industry in Australia, there are millions of businesses out there. There is our entertainment industry. There are hotels. There are people out there who are crying out for help, who are not getting this level of support that is going to the media because the media can shout about it themselves. They can they can put the pressure on the government. They can write whatever they want to write in their newspapers. But our other businesses who have been impacted by COVID and by the price increases and everything else, they're not getting those handouts. No, no, they're not. And I, I suppose that, uh, you know, the, the public interest uh, news gathering project or the PING project has been able to argue quite convincingly, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, a coalition of academic and industry sources being able to point out the rise of news deserts and what happens in, in the places where there are news deserts. Now, the ACCC reported in 2020, that there, in 2019 rather, that there's 29 local government areas in Australia that have no print, no digital media coverage whatsoever. They're getting the, they're getting the stories you know, via satellite from, from other places. Um, now, that's increased. The Public Interest Journalism Initiative um, had just reported last month that now sits at 31. So I suppose, you know, if, if you... Well, the other argument is, if government keeps putting money into uh, media, does that mean that, you know, can media re- remain truly independent? Or is there something owed to the government in, in some kind of way? That's, an, that's another mm. criticism. If you're not totally at arm's length from the government regarding funding, might you be... Could it be that you might be a little bit reluctant to criticise government media policy? You know, there's there's a range of issues there. I think that the, the public interest of news um, gathering, and and certainly there has been studies that have come out of America um, that have found that the uh, local government not being uh, reported on, for example, in, uh, in in certain areas where news deserts have sprung up have resulted in the kind of decisions being made that have escaped scrutiny and would have definitely benefited from sort of scrutiny. So I understand that. I mean, you know, we subsidised the car industry for mm. so long that we said, well, we can't do that anymore. We're mm. not doing it anymore. For one Australian to get in there, their cars, buying their cars from overseas, um, you know, what's the difference from getting your news from overseas from Google? I'd say there's, I'd say there's quite a bit of difference there. And I'd say that, you know, we, 
we, we have to look at this. I, I'm more concerned about the content, um, Tracy, than the, the, the actual the delivery of the mechanism. I'm, I'm, I'm right in that age group of the people who prefer things to stay just the mm. way they are. But I've, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to, um, you know, get my news through my phone. It's increasingly younger number of Australian, Australians who do engage with news um, are, are prepared to do. Is the business model flawed now? Is it uh, is it time to move away? Every every other media outlet, all other people have certainly you know moved away. Is the business model of a printed newspaper dead? I think there's I think there's certainly uh, it's worth debate, mm. and and I mean for people who advocate the importance of it staying in, in its print model, what what is that? What, what is that? Mm. Is that that the, the majority of readers now are of a certain age and they like they like things that way and they're unlikely to go across to a digital model? But somehow you, you kind of think you don't have to pay for digital stuff because it's just out there. Whereas paper, there's some sort of transaction of a of, of material thing. You, you pay for a paper, you get a thing. In fact, there's been other research done in, um, that's found that uh, the use of paper, its material use, provides something something else and, and provides an incentive for some people to, to buy the newspaper, whether it's for a barbecue starter or whether it's for a shoe stuffer. So, you know, uh, there's... We we need we need it when we go pa- when we pack. I'm, I'm using it to pack up my glasses at the moment. So yes, I, I agree with you there. But I, I mean, I suppose in t- I think I'd like to I'd like to see that debate played out. I mean, mm. it's, it's good timing though for um, uh, for the the media association for the the country press association and the Australian community media to be putting their argument forward because on the one hand. You know they are allowed to uh, negotiate with Google and uh, and Facebook now about um, you know their work being uh, uh, utilised uh, by those organisations. Um, but for how long a, a government subsidy can be uh, maintained, and for the argument that you know well look, the newspaper itself must remain intact. Oh, look, the publishers want to hold on to it for as long as they can, mm. and you know. I'm sure, I'm not aware of it, but I'm sure they have modelling that that would suggest, look, if we just go to a digital model, a lot of people aren't going to come with us. So Mm. how do we grow the model? Mm. I I haven't bought a... uh a print copy of the Herald for quite a while. I have a digital subscription, so I read it, but I read it every day. I read it every single day, and I, I enjoy reading that, that newspaper, but I enjoy reading that newspaper on my iPad. Um, so I am still contributing because I believe we all should support the, the Newcastle Herald because they do such an incredible job. But, you know, that that's where I've gone to, Paul, and I used to, for 20 years, it used to land on the doorstep every morning, whereas it doesn't anymore. It lands in my inbox and, and on my iPad, and uh, that just appears to be more and more the way we're going. Now, to give you a bit of an idea of the uh, the Newcastle Herald's audience, their weekly print readership is 89,299. Now, that's across Monday to Friday and Saturday. That's a big drop in what we used to see, isn't it? Yes, there's no doubt it is. But, I, but I'd also argue that um, if you looked at the number of stories that appear in the Newcastle Herald and then get picked up... Um, 
by other media organisations, whether it's um, radio, television, or whether it just makes its way into, you know, Facebook uh, discussions. But it's but it's done by journalists with feet on the ground. And Absolutely. We really haven't got. I mean, we really haven't got those many organisations. No disrespect to any other organisations, but you know the 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 ability to have the time to be chasing up the the kind of stories. I mean, would the story about you know the perhaps the collapse of the Stairway to Heaven project where 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 would have that come from if it wasn't if it wasn't sorted out by a Newcastle mm. Herald Journal? And, you know, and look, they do an incredible job, absolutely. You know, Michael Paris and all of the guys up there, you know, the the amount of keeping people honest that they're doing, um, you know, it, it can never be underestimated. It really, truly can't. And and we just have to find a way that, uh, that that continues in a way that we can all still, you know, enjoy it, but that it's a profitable model. It's, uh, it's a really tough conversation and it's one, one that we really need to have very soon. I, I, I think it is because I, I think there will come a time when when government will say, well, look, we're not going to support the the print edition anymore. So, how do you get people? What do you provide for people uh, that that gives them the reason to subscribe to something? I mean, some of the bigger you know worldwide brands such as the New York, their income now from digital script, uh, subscriptions around the world has been able to uh, surpass their reliance on advertising a long time ago. Now, is it feasible for regional papers who are talking of matters, of matters important to a people in a particular area? I mean, no one else is going to tell us about what's going on in Newcastle. If, if the Newcastle Herald disappeared, where would, you know, where would we get our local, our local news from? So even now, you know, there's another there's another newspaper that started up not long ago. I don't know if uh, people are aware of that one. It's free at the supermarket. That's the Novo, yeah. Mm. Novo News, mm. you know, it does a fine job, but it's not a, a regular. And much of the stuff that um, I see, see in it has, you know, come from uh, something that was previously being reported by the, the Newcastle Herald. Or it's a, it's a media release. You can see the cut and paste of it. Yeah. Mm. So, like, you know, I mean, and, like, there are there are local radio stations around the place now who, I've noticed particularly on, are quite reliant on these um, audio releases mm. from uh, from government and from charity where someone just reads something for 30 seconds yeah. and they play it as part of a... As part, part of the news site. Yeah, no, I, not here. I don't. I can tell mm. you, you get some really, really crook ones. Mm. Most mornings at four o'clock, there's a couple of those there. And poor loves, they've got, gone all to the trouble of you know, just someone going, police will allege that whatever and that sort of thing or whatever. And we just go, no, we can't no. use that as an audio cut. Maybe some other people do. Yeah. But um, some of them are... No. Uh, yeah. and, and look, you know, the reason why Newcastle Live Radio exists is because there is a gap in the market and there's a big gap in the market. And uh, we can't lose the Newcastle Herald because there are so many gaps. We, we have, you know, MBN is now nine, as we know. Um, there is less and less local content. There is more and more syndication going on. Even our ABC now is uh, it has a, a majority of its programs syndicated. It's really tough. It is a really tough time. And it's, uh, it's a time for people to really put their money where their mouth is, put their bums where, uh, where they need to be and support your local regional media. I mean, that's the be- I think that's the best, the best advice, is the advice to, you know, to, to, to support it because, you know, to lament it when it's gone mm. 
it's going to be too late. Mate, you and I have seen, we've seen 10 news leave. We've seen prime news leave. You know, we've seen so much news leave this town. Um, you know, a bit like our sporting teams. If you know the, the the graveyard for media and for sporting teams here in Newcastle is absolutely abysmal. It is so sad what we've let go and what we've let die. And as you say, once it's gone, it's gone. It's never coming back. I suppose the other thing to to kind of try and understand is why why young people are uh, you know not coming on in the same way that they used to. I don't know if you got. I mean, I got brought up in a house where. You know, the the newspapers were in the house and, you know, they were at the kitchen table and there was much good whoring and argument around mm. the kitchen table about things in the in the newspaper. And my my father was a big fan of the Australian in the early days and you know, I I still subscribe to the to the Australian, mm. I subscribe to the Newcastle Herald, I subscribe to the SMH and I subscribe to the New York Times. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, all, it's too much. I don't read all that every day. But no, but it's there. But I'm through it. Yeah, me too. And they, and they send me emails saying, here's the stories mm. you need to know. Yeah. Um, and so mm. I, I feel that, you know, uh, why young people are, are not engaging with news in the same way that I think uh, previous generations, is that they've got more choice. Is there's so many more things to do. You can say, why have they turned off network television? It's so, well, you know. There's so many more choices, mm. you know. Like, remember, we could, you know, we're going to sit here talking about the old days when everyone gathered around at 8.30 on a Sunday night in a Sunday night movie. Yeah, and, yeah. and to listen to Blue Hills before. as well on the, on the wireless. <laughs> but gone are those days, boys. I'm sorry, gone are those days. Look, Paul, thank you so much for your time. I do think it's an important discussion that we really do need to continue and it, uh, it really is important. And it, it's why people like you know, Newcastle Live Radio, why the ABC, why the Newcastle Herald, why NBN Television, why 2HD. I could go on and on and on. But it's why it is so vital that we support these organisations, whether it's through our advertising dollars, whether it's through just listening or reading or buying. We just need to continue to support them or otherwise they're going to go. Yeah, that's and then once they have, get them gone. back to get it. Get Absolutely. Well, listen, my friend, I will catch up with you on Thursday when uh, we find out what's uh, what's getting under your craw, and uh, it could be very interesting this week. It could indeed. It could indeed. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for your time okay. um, to unpack this. I really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. That was Paul Scott uh, talking about the death of newspapers. Now, you may remember back in the 80s, there was a fabulous song and it was called Video Killed the Radio Star and it was the very first film clip ever played on MTV. We're going to celebrate it. Is the death of newspapers greatly over-exaggerated? A bit like the video killing the radio star. I really hope it's not. Not that I'm a radio star. I really hope the video is not going to uh, kill anything. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no-nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 till midday, only on Newcastle Live.